boys, I reckon it's safe to say we have seen the last pre-finals postseason by. Absolutely, it, isn't it just momentum killer? Oh, hasn't been well received, has it? No, and especially we just came. We've just come off a period where we had footy frenzy, exactly. footy frenzy two where we just had footy every single night, and now it's, we've just had nothing. It flies in the face of what the issue's been all about. Yeah. Let's just get it done. And the finals are going to be great. Don't get me wrong, great final series, but no nah, momentum killer. The only positive is that it can get good players up. Like obviously, we wouldn't have Aaron Norton playing if we played last week. He's uh, selected to play for the Bulldogs, hopefully. But uh, probably that not is Harris the only Andrews. the only positive. The out other of it. the other thing about it is if you're a team that wins your qualifying final, the top four team, and go through to the prelim, you play one yeah. game in like 28 days yeah. by the time you play again. So it doesn't doesn't help. Uh, a big thank you to our sponsors at TaylorMade. Now, I was in contact with TaylorMade during the week because just making sure that we're going to finally get in. our clubs. Clubs haven't arrived yet, but they will be by the time we're in there. Oh, we're in a pandemic, huh? They'll be right. Correct. Be and they're very excited to hear that the show is going to well, Richo, Brownie and Hummer, the summer edition, where mm. we will talk to a lot of golf. So they're getting a bit more bang for their and buck. cricket. Cricket, yeah. everything. So Don't uh, talk too much golf now. I want to touch on something oh. later. Okay, but probably before we get to that, very, very sad news for, for any sport fan, any, I mean, anyone really that, um, that follows the news, that Dean Jones had a heart attack over. He was working at the IPL over there. He had a heart attack, passed away. Very sad news. Well, as a Victorian, Brownie, you would have loved Dino. Loved Dino. We all did. He was my idol. I mean, obviously I grew up loving football, but cricket was a great love of mine. And when you played cricket in the backyard – there was only one man you were. You were Dean Jones. When you batted, you were at the crease. You were Dean Jones. If you were bowling, you were Shane Warne. It was pretty simple. You were <laughs> Dino or you were Warney, two great players. And he was just such uh, an excitement machine before there was that type of cricket. I mean, we see so many players now playing T20, but he was the man yeah. that started all that. And I still remember watching his, uh, his video, Dino, and uh, just the way he was talking about his innings when he made 145 at the Gabba. And he was saying, you know, I was pulling him over here, I was cutting him over there, filled a freighter's back over his head, I was hitting him one-handed, he goes... I was on fire. And that's what I loved about Dino. That was his thing. He had so much swagger, so much confidence out at the crease. And, but he was like that, you know, off the uh, cricket pitch as well. He was just such a confident guy and you couldn't help but be drawn to him. He had a lot of charisma and confidence. And, Nate, and Nate you played in this. We had a golf day down at Moona Links after we finished playing at Richmond. It was a Richmond players golf day. So all the current players were there, like Jack Rewalt and Martin and Cochin. We were lucky enough to get a berth. And uh, one of our Dino's group, we were in Dino's group. Jack was being he, smart, Alec. He was. Is he a good golfer? Very good. Scratch oh, golfer. Listen to this story and you'll figure so it the, out. The, I'll tell you how good a golfer he was. So we were one of the last groups through. We get to the 18th tee at Moonera. A lot of the other groups had finished, put their cards in, and all the lads are sitting around watching the last few groups tee off. So we come through, myself and Nathan scratch one halfway uh, <laughs> down the fairway, pretty ordinary. Dino gets up last and he's the last person to hit off at the 18th. He got all the current Richmond playing group there and a few sponsors watching. So Dino gets up and he goes, where do you want me to put this one, boys? And, you know, me and Brownie, let's put it down the middle like you've been doing all day, Dino. So he gets up. He's about to tee off, right-handed uh, right-handed uh, golfer. And he goes, you know what, boys? And he looked around at all the Richmond boys on the hill. He goes, I might hit this left-handed. So we're thinking, <laughs> all right, he's, he's going to ask someone for a left-handed driver. No, Hummer, and you'll get this as a golfer. He gets the right-handed driver, turns it over, the skinny oh, side, hits it straight down the middle left-handed, 250-plus metres. You have a surface area of a, of a but he bees I know. Mate, he nailed it, and I just thought, 
That sums up the confidence of Dean Jones. No one would do that because if it falls flat in front of all Everybody the... laughs, yeah, yeah. but he pulled it off. Pulled it off, Dino. No, what very, a legend. very sad to see that. I, I was just outside the sort of the age where yeah. I grew, I, I, it was at the tail end of the career, but they just say... Everyone says if IPL was around or 2020 oh, when he was playing, would like oh to get to the God. bottom of why he didn't play more for Australia. Like the, there was a bit of yeah, politics going on. Sri Lankan tour where he was the, the, the he averaged the most out of anyway. He had a scored a hundred and then he came back and he was out of the side. It was yeah. a, it was baffling back then. I still remember asking my old man. I reckon I was thirteen or fourteen. Why isn't Dino playing? And nobody could give you an answer. Yeah. The other one, he's, he's famous 210 at Madras. Oh. Where he was dehydrated, yeah. he was really, vomiting. Really, yeah. yeah. Had to go you, hear, you hear him talk about that that innings at a sports night and he actually starts off, he starts going through every ball. You know, the first one I just nudged out through mid-wicket, the second one through cover. It's pretty funny stuff. North Melbourne, uh, the sackings continue. We, we saw yesterday that they got rid of Jade Rawlings, one of their assistant coaches there. The funny thing about that is that his brother – would have had to have sacked him. So Brady Rawlings is oh. above him. He's the football head of football. Head of football. So probably would have had to have delivered the news to his brother Jay, which I reckon makes it a little bit tough at Christmas. I reckon. I reckon Brady's hoping that uh, the pandemic just lasts that little bit longer, so we can't have people oh. at our house for Christmas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's still got two years on a contract, so at least he'll get paid out, Jade. But have you ever seen a club cull this many people at the end of a season, Brownie? Eleven players, and they're shopping Sean Higgins and Ben, ben Brown. Brown. Strange too, Jade Rawlings to have two years to run on a contract, and they get him out. That is, uh, they are completely sweeping, and they That's probably fine. should have done it a couple of years ago with yeah. a lot of their players, but they've finally done it. This is a complete rebuild, but uh, the Rawlings one was a surprise. So, do you agree with shopping Ben Brown around? Uh, I, I I rate Ben Brown. Any yep. player that can kick sixty goals three Same years here. in a row, I, I rate him. I don't think he's going to get the service he needs at North Melbourne next year. So, I think. I think for himself as a footballer, I think he offers so much to another football club yeah. and any club would want a Ben Brown to kick 50 or 60. Collingwood would be a perfect home for him. Melbourne are screaming out for somebody to be able to lead up and mark a ball. Well, Wiedemann's a good player, but I don't think he is the answer. Yeah. And obviously Brisbane are screaming out too. But imagine uh, Penderbury, the Gowie running through the midfield, side bottom, kicking to a Ben Brown leading I- up at them and having Mason Cox as a fullback with a long out. Yeah, I'm hearing that Collingwood are right into him. So I think he's a good fit as well. But I don't get it if you're North Melbourne. He kicked 60 goals yeah. three years in a row, as you said. Hard to do. And this year, i give him a mulligan this year. Exactly. Because he had a crook knee. They go up to Queensland. Their style of footy was was horrible. And I just think Ben Brown would come back next year when they're playing at Marvel, where it's always dry. And I think he goes back to being a 50. And any time one of their midfielders got the footy this year and kicked the ball inside forward 50, they took their their boot off and they put a butcher's cleaver on it, first of all, (laughs) and then just sliced it through, Matt. I I had a butcher's cleaver for a foot. (laughs) I haven't done my due diligence on this topic. Oh, a shock, Bryce. Was there some talk that he was offered a big contract and and his manager, Adam Mm. Ramanaskas, said no? Well, at that stage, you'd imagine that his currency was high. That was at the start of the year. It was seven fifty to eight hundred a year. But there was no, there was no reason to sign back then, Matthew. Yeah. We didn't know what was going to happen. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yes, you would have signed for that. But then he's locked into yeah. North Melbourne for the next three years. So maybe waiting has been. He's going to take less than seven fifty. He's probably around the five to six, maybe. But it's but still bloody good money. I don't mind the fact that you back yourself in to have a good year. It didn't work this time, but in other occasions it has worked for play. Look at Dustin Martin. He waited till 
the font right on the eve of the final series in 2017. I don't mind backing yourself in. It just didn't work. And North finished the year well last year. You got to remember that they finished. The he year is well. stiff though. Three hundred. So he's just shaved three hundred k off. A year now that is only an investment you could make. Oh no no, it's seven fifty, <laughs> maybe back to five fifty, but still, it's still good money, Hummer. That's the worst decision. The Laguna, hey Laguna, <laughs> Laguna will come good. That was good by Hummer. <laughs> Laguna will come good. Hey, I think that just for men's going into your brain. Heath, <laughs> Heath Shaw is the remarkable career. Is it finished? Perhaps. Well, we don't know. He's no longer at GWS. No farewell game. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. You can't blame GWS. They're probably looking at their list. We didn't play finals. You know, we've probably got to get some younger guys into the team. So he's had a great career, Heath Shaw. If it's over, you know, he can look back and say he's won a premiership and played over 300 games. Do you think he should go on? Uh, His body was suggesting that he can still play on. So if a club thinks that they can get another year out of him, yeah, I I don't see How old is he? 34. 34, 35. All I would say is you can hit the wall in the space of two or three weeks when you're 34. How old were you when you boys? 34. And was your body just knackered? Yeah, cooked. Like you just knew you were getting cooked. out of bed. You know when you're cooked. I don't think he's cooked physically. Well, well, if he didn't get a farewell game, will he have 310 kids follow him? Just have a look at this photo <laughs> we've got up on screen. Have a look at you. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> He's a bit darker on Look top at it. If then. you are listening, we have on the screen a picture of Richo. Of course, we spoke last week that Richo, <clears> despite <throat> having an, an issue with people getting chaired off before he's had, but have all the kids out there. games, he has done a, la- a walking lap of the MCG the day after with 285 kids with Richo on their back. Can I – which camera are we looking at? Straight ahead there. Can I officially apologise to all players – that have been chaired off in recent times because clearly <laughs> that is a lot worse what I did. So I apologise to all people that have been chaired off. I love people being chaired off. There's nothing wrong with That is embarrassing what I did. <laughs> 282 kids. Just fantastic. Now, right. when they said that to you, they come to you with that idea. Uh, it might have been Big Benny Gale or yeah. was Jude Donnelly there back then? Probably. Would they come to you and said, Matthew, uh, you didn't get cheered off, but, you know, it's fantastic career. You played 282 games, kicked 800 goals. <laughs> you know, you didn't get the, you know, the, the send-off in your last game because you've been injured. How about we get 282 kids <laughs> to come out in the from? Oval with you? And, and you said, yeah, it's a good idea. No, what I said was <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. I think this could fall flat, and I was worried about mates that were going to be texting me. But because of the ultimate clubman that I was, I wanted to do whatever the club right. wanted. And there was nothing in it for you. You didn't get any sort of kickback? I didn't get anything, Nathan. It was you just. You didn't did... get any sort of kickback from your retirement? It might have been a testimony. Uh, did, you give the, did you give the kids anything? <laughs> did you speak to the kids? I and gave them a t shirt with my number on the <laughs> I, went, I went to the testimonial. It was a good night. Uh, yesterday, uh, of course, there was a very, very, very big election, perhaps the biggest election in the world coming up in November, the Wednesday after Cup Day. And leading into the US election, they go through a number of debates. They have three debates. We had the first one yesterday, and it was shambolic. You know and what? That's, that's putting it nicely. It was like a couple of primary school kids just abusing each other in the schoolyard. That that was pathetic. Is are these the people that are going to lead? Remarkable the, the, out of one of the biggest economies in the world. One of the you know meant to be the leader of the free world, the, the president of the United States, and that's what we get. Syria. Surely there's. Better leaders out there that want to be the president. They have to States. be. From, they've got three, a pool of three hundred million to choose from, and they've got those two. But Brandy, it did I catch he had your the Shane Burse orange rinse yesterday too. He, oh, went, he, he went deep orange he was yesterday. Real orange yesterday. 
did bring uh, reminded you of perhaps something similar that happened at the Tigers back when you were Well, it did. Well, back in 2007, so the end of the 2007 season came around and we're going into 2008 or I think it was 2008 and Kane Johnson wasn't going to be the captain anymore. Plough was the coach and Plough was of the opinion that um, we're going to have some sort of presidential race for the captaincy. <laughs> Which is extraordinary. So, I, think, I think he'd already picked out who the captain was going to be and eventually Chris Newman became the captain. But he had me, Richo, Joel Bowden and Chris Newman put together a campaign to be captain in the eight weeks leading up to we Christmas. Had to, we this had to, to do, like, make little posters and stuff? Well, it was we just like had a, to show to the rest of the lads in the club why we would – it was like the campaign trial. It was yeah. like, so what would you do? Would you give presentations? You had to get up posters? and give presentations about what you thought you could offer the group and why you'd be the best captain. I actually um, employed our, our boss here at Sportsbet, Adam Patterson. I actually employed him as my intern for what, the campaign. He was helping your campaign. He was my intern, Patterson. And then we all four of us had to sit through leading teams, so we'd uh, obviously sit there and, and take feedback and some of the <laughs> feedback wasn't – because it's anonymous, some of the feedback wasn't – Overly great. But I think I was vice captain at the time. Um, you were dep- nah, deputy, deputy vice running. captain. Yeah. Um, what a so- clock a deputy vice captain. <laughs> <laughs> deputy <laughs> vice captain. <laughs> so we had to get up and do these whole things. And I thought, well, I needed a slogan to go because it was just uh, just after Kevin 07. Yep. Just after Kevin 07. Oh, so no. in one of the very first presentations <laughs> I gave, I got up and said, I'd like to welcome you to NATO 8. Oh, yeah, NATO 8. <laughs> He followed Kevin Rudd, Kevin 07, NATO. I, I reckon Plough had already chosen his captain. He already yeah. knew Chris Newman. He just wanted some sort of uh, it was a, it rigmarole. Was a, it was a bit of fun. What, t- what type of work did you get old Adam Patterson to do? Oh, just run around the club being my lackey, handing out, you know, leaflets and <laughs> chanting my slogan. I actually um, dropped out of the race halfway along. I was 34 years of age and... I was showing signs of mental... A bit like Joe Biden. A bit like Joe Biden. It's a long way to go from deputy vice captain to captain as well. You've got a few... Deputy vice. What the (laughs) hell would you even do as deputy vice captain? How stupid is that? A couple of vice captains I get, but deputy (laughs) vice. All right, Richo, what's doing your head in this week? And it's doing my f***ing head in. You know what, Hum? You're a golfer and you've been really upset and I guess the, the biggest... Mum's upset. The biggest supporter of this has been Sam Newman over this whole COVID thing. And I, I haven't really cared because I like playing golf and I can't wait to get uh, the new golf clubs. But it hasn't worried me that much because I generally only play in summer and I play two or three times. So it's not a big deal for me. But I was standing out the back of my place in All Nations Park in Northcote uh, on Sunday and I'm looking around and I swear the area of All Nations Park would be about the same as maybe three fairways side to side, three par fours. And I'm looking around and I reckon there were over 500 people in the park with their dogs, a few people sitting on picnic rugs. And I thought, why can't people go out and play golf? If you can sit around in a park with 500 other people, yet you could have three fairways which would constitute six people. Is that right? Yep. Two yep, people on each people. fairway? Yep, couple on the tee. So you can have 500 people in a park, but you can't have two people on each fairway of a golf course. So to me now, it doesn't make sense. And then the argument coming back is, oh, we can't control what happens in the clubhouse, you know, after the game. Well, I reckon golf clubs are some of the strictest. Because we, we had it before. When we came back from lockdown one, yeah. you, you weren't allowed to go in the clubhouse. And, You're only in groups of two. And golf clubs 
are followers yeah. of protocol normally. That's right. You, wear, you can't wear a hat inside. You, you can't, you can't shoot wear a hat. It's like you. the servicemen's yeah. club. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. But. It beggars belief now why you can't play golf so, or what, tennis. What, what do you mean? What's a servicemen's club? Anyway. Okay, why, can't you you RSL? why can't you play tennis? I you used to play. That is the RSL, yes. yeah, the servicemen's club. I used to play tennis with Julian Valance, who's obviously yeah. the, uh, the head uh, you racing trainer. You mention that a lot. Yeah, like, he's a good man. He's yeah, a good man. He doesn't like you, but he likes me. Why, why do you need to mention it's always against Julian But Valance? we play tennis, right? Yeah. And we are. There's 18 metres between us at end to end. Is it because you both touch the tennis ball? I hadn't thought about that. But I, that I seriously, reason. so the, what's still point. in my head yeah. in is it's ridiculous now that you can't play golf. Coronavirus tennis ball. It, it is. Just laden with virus. It, there, and there's, look, the, I'm not a medical expert, but I surely you that can hard that it would knock the coronavirus off when it goes down there. <laughs> the, the issue we have is that we're using common sense yeah. and it's, it's just not – the right thing. Don't use common sense in these examples. Uh, we're, not let, we're not allowed to bag anyone. Huh? No, we're not. You know, I'm going to jump in here because, you know, there's something that's doing my head in. I'm sorry to piggyback this off. No, it's and, right. and it's, it's this not, is not, my segment, though. Yeah, the right. AFL announced Mike Brady was coming back yeah. to, he, and he was going to sing from the MCG. And that's a great thing. Directed prison. It is a fantastic thing. Now, this is the cesspool that Twitter is, and I, I'm getting so close to deleting it. it it's an abhorrent place. There's a 5% of the, the audience is good. The rest of them are just really starting to grind my gears. Yeah. They make this announcement and rather than everyone saying this is great, you know, it's a, bit a, tradition, of tradition. It's a bit of tradition that's being kept, they all start and 95% of the people start piling into the AFL going, what, it's not, it's, it's not 1985 again at the AFL or this again. If you have sat at the MCG on grand final day, in fact, you don't even need to have sat there. If you have watched a telecast of Mike Brady singing up there Kazali in front of 100,000 people at the MCG, it's good. it is spine tingling. You cannot sit there. Your hairs raise off your arm. You're almost well up. Like it is just one of the most magnificent traditions. In a, in a time when we are losing traditions, in a time we've had such a crummy year, for people to get into the AFL and say it's a poor decision is it has just grinded my gears. Yeah, I don't get it. If I, I mean, didn't have a Twitter ban, I'd be ripping into them. It's like saying you. Well, it's like saying you wouldn't have the Rolling Stones or a, a tribute band. Mike Brady's a legend, and why yeah. wouldn't you have him? No, I agree it, with you. It's made me very, very angry. Uh, oh, we've got. Have we got the lifestyle? Yeah, we do. Lifestyle awards section there. I didn't read our run sheet properly. Now we've had a couple of weeks off the lifestyle. Next week we've got a big topic because we're oh, we have a topic big. off air. What was it? I forgot what it was. Well, we'll talk about it later. We <laughs> won't give it away. <laughs> but you had an idea this week about the best entrances in sport because you're a big wrestling man. Well, Nathan gave us oh, the idea. idea. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, that's you, rare. <laughs> no, I was watching Normally, the UFC. Normally, does no homework. <laughs> I was watching the UFC the other day and I just love the entrances and I love the theatre of it. I love the music that comes with it. So I was thinking, you know, is there a song that we would if – we, if we were boxing or we were ending any sort of arena, is there a song that you'd like? I mean, some of the best entrances of all time, I still think – um, even without music, Michael Jordan's entrance when it goes oh, all dark oh, yeah. and they just spotlight him and they go from North Carolina yeah. when he comes in. That, I still think that is the best entrance in world sport anywhere, but I do love the UFC. That is gold. And that, the Michael Jordan, That thanks for reminding me about that yeah, no because problem. that's brilliant. But uh, when I think of entrances, sporting entrances, I think of the WWF, <laughs> WWE. I was a massive fan yeah. of Hummer back in the 80s and 90s and yep. I still watch it now occasionally if my wife that's lets me. That's a bit me. weird. No, it's, it's good fun. There's nothing wrong with it. My favourite, a couple of my favourite entrances were the great Ric Flair. 
he had just the real theatrical yeah. music. He wore the big gowns, you know, the draping gowns with, you know, the sequences on them. He'd come out, he'd do the twirl in the middle of the ring and he'd strut around. Yeah, I loved Ric Flair. What about The Undertaker? Remember oh, the, the Undertaker? The bell's yeah. ringing. The bell's ringing, then the morbid music. Yeah. It's pitch black. He gets down to the centre of the ring. Then the spotlight yeah, comes on. Yeah, he's there. And he's got the hat down. He brings it up and, he's, you know, he's got the eyes that just pierce through <laughs> you. Uh, the macho man, Randy Savage, he had yep. uh, the real regal music. Uh, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin, hat. remember that? Yeah, the, just the glass smash. It's like he's in a pub and he's just smashed a window. Then he comes out with the cans of beer and the attitude and then gets to each corner of the ring and yeah. then gives everyone the bird. Stone Cold was great, but the best entrance I've ever seen at any sporting event and I include, you know, Super Bowls, I include the Chicago Bulls, get on YouTube and Google, uh, get on there and look at Triple H with Motorhead live coming into WrestleMania. Really? It is the best entrance I've ever seen in sports. So have a look at that on YouTube. Triple H, you're up. We'll have a look at that one. With Motorhead. How, how good was it? Because The Rock retired from wrestling to pursue his acting career with yeah. Disney. But then remember he came back a couple of times. He still some, comes few, back. Uh, things, yeah. And like no one's expecting it and he just gets Could you, you smell what The Rock is cooking and you just go, whoa. Did you see how big The Rock is the other day? Oh. He was sort well, he of. he turned 50. He was announcing fifty massive. I think he was talking about uh, Trump and Biden as well. Mm. But he he is as big as any man I've ever seen. Have you seen what he eats? How much he has to eat? He must be pushing a lot of steel around. When he, he's cheeked, I think he has thirty pancakes for his breakfast. <laughs> he's big. He's Trump, <laughs> Trump and Ward next. He's <laughs> doing the trumpet. We are doing the trumpet, even though we had no footy. So sorry to spring this on you. Um, I've made some notes for you that will be in your, your notebook right. so you can yeah. just recite mine. But we are doing the trumpet award and it is getting hot at the top end of the things, at the, uh, for the top end of town. The boats, they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Lockie Neal on 15, Tom Hawkins on 10, Travis Boke 9, Sam Menegola 9. So we, can't, we won't nine. vote for any of these players. Well, we'll have no, unless they did something yeah. special during right. the week. So Which we, they we're haven't. Going, we're going off-piste right. this week. Okay, I'm going to go uh, one vote. These are the bad votes, or are we doing the good votes first? We'll do the good no. votes. Do, do the good ones. Why, good why would you? Why I'm going to give, give one vote to Mitch Robinson because I like somebody who speaks his mind. And Mitch Robinson uh, was playing Xbox. He's a he's a big, big gamer, gamer. And questions were coming in as to um, who he likes, and because he had a few things to say about Tom Lynch not that long ago, yeah. and it's added a bit of spice to this round because obviously they play this weekend. But uh, the question came in, uh, do I like Tom Lynch? And he's just playing away. He goes, no, no, uh, he's, yeah. a, he's a wanker. Well, he did it yeah. double down. <laughs> I loved it. So I, I, I don't mind that. I like Tom Lynch as well. I gave two votes to us as a company. Because even though we paid out on an election where we lost, we paid out incorrectly, an early pack, yep. as we thought that was your idea. You yep. cost the company about nine million bucks. We Spot paid on. out on the LA Lakers, who are kicking off today against the Miami Heat. Any bet you have had, we have paid out well, the LA Lakers. Haven't played one game yet. As no. a winner, the championship. Yeah. So are you serious? Good yeah. on us. That's what Jeez. we do. Miami, you, they've got a little chance, haven't they? Definitely. The last yeah, time he had an idea to pay out on the election. Backfire. So Miami will win. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. And I gave three votes to a man we've already spoken about on this program today, but Julian Valance, who uh, <laughs> oh is our racing trainer. It's remarkable. He's, he's in now, love with Jules. Just for the listeners Let's, at home, there's listeners that probably don't know who Jules Valance is. Jules Valance, is our, he's a, he was a racing trader, now does our racing. And he's a brand ambassador. Brand ambassador. He's, the, he's the brandy equivalent 
for the racing, racing. Mm. and Brownie just for he some reason him, has just so latched on to Last him. week, his best of the day was Order of the Garter, which won well, brilliant. He said back it before this one for the Caulfield Cup as well. So Order of the Garter. And then last week, he said instant celebrity and he goes Junipel in the last. I mean, this is just extraordinary punning, extraordinary times, Matthew. Yeah. And you've been on the receiving end of them. No, I don't bet. No, you don't. No, no. If you, okay, here's a question. If you were to get married today, yeah. would Julian well, I'm already married. be in your bridal party? I'm already married. No, but just say Matthew was in my bridal say party. Say you were to have a wedding today. Yep. How far up the list would Jules oh, want to jump right up? We'd get, him. We'd, very, we'd get him in there. I, I reckon if he's not in the bridal party, he's your MC. Well, he'd be good entertainment as well. He, he, Jules would be paying for Nate's wedding at the moment, the way uh, Jules yeah. is going. Well, Don't worry I, about that. I did the uh, the, the new oh, idea interview last time. Don't you bag me for doing a, a walk around the MCG with 282 kids. He had new idea photos at his wedding. Embarrassing. Oh, um, wedding. Everything Cash. is just a, an urn yeah. for you. Okay, it's an my worst. Lifestyle. I'll be quickly because Nate's. It isn't your piss and money away. On I the, gave the run one to Fox <laughs> News as Chris Wallace, who was uh, the mediator in the debate <clears throat> yesterday. Just if you, control, control your debaters, please. Joe Biden got two. He was terrible. And Donald Trump, seriously, if he gets re-elected, the world could come to an end. Yep. Uh, my best, I gave one to Alyssa Healy. Uh, yep. She just broke the T20 world record. Australia's uh, great wicketkeeper. Going to go NFL for my two. This man is completely unstoppable. You talk about goats in sport. When he retires, he'll be better than Tom Brady, Patrick oh. Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. He is unstoppable, yep. that guy. And a bit of AFL flavour. I'm just giving Gil McLaughlin three votes. For getting this final yeah. series to where it is. <clears throat> Extraordinary effort. Uh, well, should I go through my worst now that he's taken over and done his? Your best. We have gone in a very, very strong. Well, I've done my way. best. I'll do your worst. I've now. done my worst. Wait, so we've gone your best. Well, he just took over. Yeah, what the hell? Okay, I've got Brad, Crouch, Brad Crouch one. I what? mean, you've got what a massive deal. You want to move footy clubs. I reckon you just need to be a little bit more careful with yep. what you're doing outside of life. When that sort of thing yep. happens, Matthew, it's a bit of a touchy subject, but Brad Crouch, got to be better than that. Got to be completely better than that and can't be doing that sort of thing. Joe Biden, two votes like you, and Donald Trump, three. Oh, well, I don't think any of those will feature in our leaderboard, but uh, it was good to do that nonetheless. Now, let's have a look and let's have a deep look because this is probably a, a part of the show that we skip over, but with finals footy on the horizon. It's a footy, it's a footy podcast, podcast we don't so we might, we might need to just dive into it it's a little bit more today. Port versus Geelong. Kicks off, I th- oh, kicks off tonight. Obviously, the I'm Adelaide getting, Oval. getting the odds up here. Uh, we spoke last week. That I'm not very quick at getting these. Dollar seventy one Port Adelaide, the far better backside against the Cats. Two dollars fifteen. Who are you having? Yeah, look, I, I think I think Port can win, but only just. They've lost eleven of their last thirteen v the Cats. Four of their last five. They lost against the Cats in round twelve at Metricon. But this is at the Adelaide Oval, and I just think they had a really off night that night against uh, the Cats. So strong through the midfield, big body. So I just think if they get it into their forward line first, you wouldn't think Charlie Dixon will play as poorly as he did last time. But I think one thing they've got to do, Nate, they've got to lower their eyes a little bit more and try and find some leading targets, whether it's um, Rosie or Robbie Gray or Young Marshall on the lead. If they keep bombing it to Dixon like they did in round 12, they're in real trouble. But 
all of their numbers suggest they're going to be a good finals team. Good contested ball, good forward half, time in forward half. And once they get in there, they generally score. So I think it'll be super tight. But because they're at home at Adelaide, I'll go with the Crows, uh, the power, I think. Yeah, I think the Cats are an amazing side. And I think their upside with their superstars is going to get them over the line here. I mean, Dangerfield, Ablett, Hawkins, these guys who can get the job done. And I worry that Port... How do they get Charlie Dixon the space when they didn't have the space last time? And I hear what you're saying about they need to spot up uh, those targets. But their game plan is to get the footy, go hard, and then go along to Charlie Dixon. When he plays well, they normally win. But if they fold back like they did last time, two and three flying against him, I find it hard for them to kick a winning score. Um, and it, the luxury of having Dangerfield who can go from the midfield to forward and win the game like he did last yeah. week is massive. I think one of the biggest bets uh, this weekend is Paddy Dangerfield – $7 to kick two or more goals. I think that's massive. I'm going to go for the Cats. Do you think the Cats have got to play a bit quicker off their back half? At the Adelaide Oval, it's hard to get through if you go slow. What I think they need to do is start the way they've always started, and that's yeah. their game plan. We yeah. saw they can go fast against the Tigers late. The game was gone by yeah. them, but I think Chris Scott needs to identify when to pull the trigger yeah. a bit quicker. Now, I have no stats to back this up, but I reckon it should be a safe, <laughs> a safe thing to say that this is the hardest – Week one of finals oh, yeah. tip in history. No, I agree. Uh, three of the games. Three very, Actually, very – I give three Collingwood an outside chance. So second game, yeah. we're going to go with Richmond-Brisbane. Um, and Richmond just outstanding. Every time they lose a player, another one comes in and does the job. They are the best team in the competition. Do they win the grand final because of that? I don't know yet. I, I tip them. I think they can. But they're the best team. Now – Brisbane are going to sit there and think, how do we change what we've done against Richmond? We play a certain way. Can we change? Does Charlie Cameron need to kick four or five? There's so many variables that have to go right for Brisbane, whereas Richmond don't have to have those variables go right. They just play the same game. They have to every week, week in, week out. Brisbane almost have to play out of their skins to beat Richmond, I think. Um, And when Mm -hmm. you play out of your skin one or two times out of ten, very hard to do that at the drop of a hat tonight or tomorrow night when they play. So for me, the percentage play is Richmond win this game. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Richmond's back seven with Asprey coming back last week is so, so rock solid. They've only conceded 30 points a game in the last month leading into finals. So they're going to be hard to score against. And you look at the Brisbane forward line and I, I go, who is going to kick the goals? Charlie Cameron has had... Not a poor second half of the year, but not as good as how he played in the first half of the year. Dylan Grimes probably gets... I think he even played that well in the first half of the year. Yeah, he hasn't had his best year, but he can have a good final and win them a game. He is a match winner when he gets going, but can he do it against Grimes? Tough ask. So you're probably looking then. You need to get goals out of Hipwood and McStay. I know their midfield will get enough ball in there. They, They just will. They're a good midfield Brisbane with Neil and Zorko and Lyons. But can they score enough? I just so, can't rely on Eric Hipwood to get the job done. They need Hipwood and McStay to perhaps combine for four or five goals. If they get that, then they're going to be right in it. But I just think Richmond's form suggests that they should win, even with Tom Lynch out. Did you ever play footy with a bloke as skinny as Eric Hipwood? Did they exist back in your day? Yeah, no, they did. Jordy McMahon? Kids, when they first come in, are skinny. Yeah, he's he's right. been in there a while, though, hasn't he? Been four or five years now, yeah. He needs to eat more. Um... <laughs> It's simple. Just eat more. Get him on your diet. What is yeah, it, Big Jack that you love at the Oh, moment? geez, it's good. The Big Jack. I had one yesterday. Um, it was my birthday, though, so it was it was a special treat. Um, next game, another 
Coin toss. St Kilda two dollars five. The Bulldogs a dollar seventy seven. This one is very difficult. Yeah, it is. This is the real. This is the real flip of the coin game. This one. But I'm I'm going with the dogs. I just think their run home into into the finals is a little bit like 2016. They've got great momentum. Their midfield is so deep. They've got so many players going through there that can get 25 plus disposals. It was McRae's turn last week. It might be Dunkley this week. You know what Libba's going to do. Young Bailey Smith, Bonton Pelly, really deep through the midfield. If they win the ball at the source through uh, Libba and start getting that handball game going, mm. I just think they'll have too much, uh, too much pace on the game for the Saints. I know the Saints like pace on the game, but I just think the dog's form is slightly better coming into the finals, really consistent. And I'm just – I look at the Saints' forward line, Nate, and I'm, who's going to kick the goals? Because mm. I don't think you can rely on the small forwards. Butler and Loney, yeah. So um, the Dogs and the Saints have very, very similar structures and similar – they go about it the same way. And I think when you look at a final and – What's going to be the difference here? And you look at one side who bat deeper in the midfield. Like you said, there's so many players. You missed out on Lockie Hunter. I think Lockie Hunter. Since he came back in, that midfield has just been balanced perfect. So when it's a 50-50 game like it is and you can't really pick a winner, games are won in the midfield. And I think the Dogs have got the better midfield and that's why I'm going to tip the Dogs. The only way the Saints can win is if Marshall and Ryder Dominate, absolutely do a number on Tim English. They go forward the and maybe kick three or four goals between yeah. them. Marshall's got the ability to do that. Paddy Wright has kicked a goal, I think, in his last four games from memory. Don't hold me to that, but I think that could be right. So if those two players have a real day out, I think St Kilda are a chance, but I'm tipping the dogs just because of how good they are in the midfield. Collingwood a chance? Slim. And... I think their form, obviously, they've, they've finished eighth for a reason because they've, they've had the patchiest form. But you know what? Gee, they've been dealt some cards this year, the Pies injuries. And, you know, they've had to go to Perth and then back to Queensland. Now they've had to quarantine again in Perth and they've never win. So you've got to love their attitude. So I think they're taking a really good attitude into the game. I know you. Good point you make. Yeah, I know you. They haven't you're... sooked about it. You no. see clubs this year who have complained about travel, who have complained about being in lockdown or quarantine or having yeah. to go backwards and forwards, and they're the clubs that have really come up short. Yeah. I mean, uh, West Coast did it at the start of the year. They, they, they complained about where they were and their form mirrored that, yeah. whereas Collingwood haven't heard a peep out of them since this was announced that they were going to go back in and go into quarantine. So give them an outside chance. I just think West Coast track record at home is going to be too good in the end. Yeah, I just think. I mean, they've got players coming back in that haven't played, though, West Coast, so they might be a little bit slow early. So if Collingwood have a good start, get in the game, get to goey up and going, slim chance, but Eagles at home, they're six from six there this year. Plus 13 and a half line though for Collingwood, I think it'll be close. All right, now my favourite part of the show, the time where we just get to just peel the layers back into the minds of Matthew Richardson and Nathan Brown. All right, we've got two this week. Looks good today, huh? Can I just feel like... Yeah, it's your season's best, I reckon. Yeah, well, it's finals time. You, yeah, it's fine. I just, yeah. just shape you up. No, I have lost some weight. You know, I'm running ten kilometres three times a week now, work, well which, which, which is uh, which is good. But you know, when it's in trouble, because like the, you know, you, you, your partner's normally very kind, and normally they'll they'll let a few things go. But when your dal tells you just perhaps you don't need to, we what we're having, we're having resolves, and I, I put it between two slices of white bread, and she said <laughs> perhaps you don't need the white bread. How That's when you know a resolve between oh, white bread, oh, no, with good. some you know, sauce. So good. You know a place that had the best resolves. You would have been there, Nate. The best resolves I've ever had ever, and this is I love resolves. Yeah. 
was the Rose Hotel in Fitzroy. Oh, yes. They did the oh. best results of all What sauce time. do you have on? Just normal Tommy? gravy, mate. Gravy. gravy and a bit of tomato sauce. Yeah. All right. The first one, you can either fight Mike Tyson for a full boxing fight and if you, even if you get knocked out, he'll just still punch you. So he'll – Well, you can't do that. I will. Just, to, just knock you out straight away. But, okay, you got to fight until until you get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Which or, is long. <laughs> quick. Or you speak like Mike Tyson for three for, – forever. Oh, no, I speak like Mike forever. I'm, I don't want to be hit by Mike Tyson. You, you, probably, you might die. Would you? Would you? You'd, mate, you mightn't get up, mate. Mm. It'd be the end of your, your career, though. But it'd be good. You to, couldn't be commentating good footy. To say, say you like Mike can Tyson? I ask you what? It'd be good to say you fought Mike Tyson, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'll throw it back to you, Hummer. Who would last longer with Mike, me or Brownie? Uh, Brownie would disintegrate. Mate, I've seen you box. Mate, I would love. You are like a wet paper bag. Mate, off with Those lips and that chin. Why has he got to go to the lips? Hey, lips. These, he might hit my lips and bounce off him, mate. <laughs> he might. Wait, Nath, our producer, actually said, suggested a hypothetical and he said for a, just say, 200 grand, but you're never allowed to make a joke about Richo's lips again. Would you do it? If I could have 200 grand. Mate, he'd do anything for money. Yeah. Well, 200 grand's 200 grand, mate. I could no, take no. my lips away. I'd almost talk about his skinny I'd lips. Almost, I did say that to him. I said, if there's money involved. I'd almost give him the 200 because I'm starting to get a bit worried yeah. about my lips, mate. Like, stop getting into them. Well, you? you don't think they're big? <laughs> Richo, take. I'll uh, tell you how big they are. No, I won't. I'll take solace that. in the fact that there are <laughs> girls across the globe spending millions of dollars on uh, Botox injections to have lips that look like yours. Mate, <laughs> yeah. As I get older too, my face is, you know, as you get older, Maybe your you face need to put, drops, but yeah. the lips just aren't <laughs> moving. <laughs> All right, last one. All right, I give you a best bets, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at the start of a Saturday morning, I can't. You can explain what the best bets yeah, is. So best bets, for those that don't know racing, is a, it's, like a, it's essentially a footy record, but for racing. It's got every single race on a Saturday, metropolitan and country tracks. I give you a best bets. Yep. But this best bets has got every winner circled in oh. for the day. Just the winners? Just or the top win- three or no, just the winner? Just the winner. Okay. Okay. But I'll give you this, and you can make a lot of cash from it. You know every single winner across the country. So it's day. like Back to the Future. Exactly. It's yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. It's like a racing version of Back to the Future, but it's like having Julian Valance on your side. <laughs> <laughs> That's his fourth mention today. But you can't use any Mode of transport for 10 years. You said three years out yeah, there. Yeah, but everyone said took the, the books off. So you've got, you've got every winner in the best bets. Yep, on for a, a, on a Saturday. But you can never drive a car, ride a bike, get on a Anywhere plane. Anywhere you want to go for 10 years, you're, you're walking. Well, mate, I won't have to work. I, if I want to go to Sydney, I'm happy just to stroll up there with a lot of coin in my pocket. Mm. So. With that amount of coin, you could invent a time machine or something no, like that. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, you're not going to invent a time machine. No, nah, I'm happy That's to. That's a ridiculous way to take these hypotheticals on. You are a moron. So it's ridiculous. You should get bored. Like a transporter machine. You wouldn't be able to but do like much, you, no. And, and the Dahl is, has to drive the kids everywhere. No, you know you what? You can't go on any family holidays. You can't. Where can you go? You've got to walk everywhere. Your kids. No, I'm, I'm not taking the best bets. Ooh. I'd, I still want to get on a plane and do yeah. things and go places. Mm. Brownie? It's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> right, that will do us this one. week. Hey, footy's back. Enjoy the weekend. A big thank you to Taylor May. We'll be down there soon. Please don't forget us because Aaron actually hasn't replied to my last two emails, but uh, I'll keep that. Oh, uh, we are, yeah, oh, oh, no, yeah. it's shaky, is it? It's a bit shaky. Hey, good luck on the punt this weekend. Gamble responsibly.